I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. Before smartphones entered, the industry was dominated by dumb phones, brick phones, or what many like to call basic feature phones. In fact, I recall using a flip phone in my teens. It was a period when we were content with making simple phone calls and receiving SMS messages. And things have changed since then. I can't go through the day without checking my smartphone and counting on it to give me a solution for every minor inconvenience. And that's the story I'll discuss today. I read in a BBC report, dumb phones are making a comeback. Between 2018 and 2021, many have searched for basic feature phones. Google searches even increased by 89% in the last three years. It's hard to find exact sales data for dumb phones, but according to one projection from Counterpoint, a research firm, worldwide dumb phone sales were expected to reach 1 billion units in 2021. That is an increase from a 400 million figure in 2019, and if we look at global smartphone sales of 1.4 billion last year, it is down from 12.5 percent in 2020. And the same report also said that India continues to be the largest market for feature phones. Bangladesh comes a close second, followed by Nigeria. But why are brick phones witnessing a sudden resurgence? Given the large popularity of smartphones. Feature phones remain the favored cell device in many markets around the world. Affordability is a key consideration. Plus, people belonging to the bottom of the pyramid just cannot afford a smartphone. Furthermore, Gen Z and millennials are seeking mental peace and a life away from all that social media jazz these days. Moreover, both working professionals and college students want to be more productive, and a smartphone does not always help. I know I have spent hours on Instagram scrolling through reels mindlessly, completely wasting my time. However, if I went back to the days of flip phones, I believe I would have a lot more time to do my chores. Aside from these factors, additional factors to consider are long battery life and durability. For example, Nokia three three one zero. You can get this phone for around four thousand bucks, and voila, you are good to go. And no one would question Nokia's durability now, right? Speaking of comebacks, many may have forgotten, but almost seven years ago, in 2014, Apple removed the then-famous iPod from its product list, and in 2021, Apple discreetly let the iPod's 20th anniversary pass without any acknowledgement. But people love antiques. Many have mended and updated their old iPods with new parts. Several groups of hardware models are adding features like Bluetooth, taptic engine feedback, and custom-colored casings. For the next few minutes, you are going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy, and anything that leaves you with a food for thought. I am Farheen Khan, and here is the deep dive for twenty-second March, twenty twenty-two. Deep dive. We'll address the following question: Is Reliance India's largest lingerie retailer? Certainly looks like it's on its way to become one, at least online. Let's take a closer look at this. 
Reliance Retail Ventures Limited or RRVL, the retail division of Reliance Industries, has reportedly acquired another D2C brand with an 89% ownership investment in the lingerie company called Clovia, the firm stated on Sunday. As per reports in the media, RRVL has invested 950 crore rupees in the brand. After acquiring Zivami and Amanti in the lingerie market, Reliance adds a third brand to its arsenal with this new acquisition. Reliance also possesses international licenses in the same market with Hunk Moller and Marks & Spencer. Hunk Moller now operates physical stores and uses Argeo as an online platform. Let's pull back a little. So, Zivani was failing to find a good spot in the Indian lingerie industry in 2019. It claimed to revolutionize the way innerwear was marketed in India when Zivami launched in 2011. It wanted to create a premium brand feel. This went on until the year 2017. Zivami's performance has been unstable since then. It even explored setting up physical stores as well as multi-brand outlets by trying to re-establish its brand. Cut to 2020, Reliance enters the picture. It stated that it has acquired a minority stake in Actoserba Active Wholesale, the company that owns and manages Zivami. Reliance Retail was rumoured to be interested in buying a 100% share in Zivami two years ago, when the pandemic was at its pinnacle. But it finally settled for a 15% ownership in the lingerie brand. Then, in November 2021, Reliance bought Amanti, its second lingerie brand. According to an ET report, RRVL bought a 100% share in the Amanti brand from Sri Lankan company MAS Brands. This acquisition was made with the intention of providing customers with high-end, design-driven products. And Clovia's acquisition seems to be on the similar lines. Now, we look at the bigger picture. A Statista report suggests the marketplace for lingerie in India was worth 321.64 billion Indian rupees in 2020, and it is expected to grow to 621.35 billion rupees by 2025. One of the primary reasons fueling the market's growth is India's rapid urbanization. With more women entering the job market and having more disposable income, customer preferences are evolving. Other reasons, such as widespread influencer marketing and celebrity promotional activities on social media to reach a broader customer base, are anticipated to boost the industry forward. Given what I have just mentioned, it's obvious why Reliance has been on a shopping spree and how these acquisitions might be highly profitable. But here's where things get a little interesting. Even if Reliance will probably take the cake in the online lingerie market, Things are a little different in what's commonly referred to as a trade channel. This essentially means the offline multi-brand retail outlets you likely go to. Even if the three brands Reliance acquired in the last two years have an offline play, it pales in comparison to the likes of Enamor, Jockey and Lovable, particularly when it comes to distribution and market penetration. And as it turns out, this space saw a consultation last year with the merger of two innerwear companies like Dixie and Gokuldas Intimate Wear, also the makers of Enamore. Breaking into this market is something Reliance might have to give up in order to win the big online D2C prize on offer. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, 
Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are the signal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter.